0: will set you free. Headline
1: edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army.
2: were to the air
1: I think it's time to open
0: the books kind on of the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, We ought
1: to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law.
0: Be skeptical. Do Be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 20. Tonight's special guest is Paula Harris. She will discuss many aspects of ufology, including her new book, Exopolitics, All the Above. The Veritas Show is syndicated by the following affiliates, K-Rock's Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network, UPRN 105.8 FM, New Orleans. Veritas is a listener-sponsored show, so your donation is what keeps us alive. Please visit our website and click on the secure PayPal donation button. Remember, no contribution is too small. You can listen to the Veritas show on iTunes and RSS feeds throughout cyberspace. And if you listen through iTunes, please remember to rate us and also take some time to leave feedback. That's a good way for us to continue spreading the word. We are heard in 122 countries. Yes, we are celebrating our fifth month on the cyberwaves. And now on the airwaves too. From 114 countries... Now there are 122 countries listening to Veritas and I would like to welcome the following eight new countries listening to the show. Cameroon, Cayman Islands, Fiji, Guernsey, Guyana, Malaysia, Nicaragua and Seychelles. Please keep spreading the word around the world. The Veritas video contest ended and I'm still working some technical glitches on the voting system which will appear on the homepage. So check back periodically and watch the videos if you haven't done so, they are all great. As you remember, I rescheduled this show because of the mainstream media's exaggerated and overblown swine flu pandemic, which has not been more severe than the regular flu. I don't mean to undermine the few deaths that have occurred, but in a week, 84% of the U.S. population believes the swine flu was overblown, and 93% will not wear a mask in public. What does that tell you? Cliff High was right. It is obvious that more people are starting to wake up to the fact the mainstream media is nothing but a tool by the powers that be in order to exercise fear and control over the population. If you're listening to this show, I tend to believe you're one of those who has awakened or His Awakening. Next week's special guest is James Fox. He will discuss his experience in the field and his new movie, I Know What I Saw. If he's so out of the blue, his other movie, I heard from James he has included great footage, witnesses, and has added more expertise in the production of this film. If you need to get in touch with me and send your comments and feedback, or to submit questions to our future guests, send an email to mail. That's M-E-L at VeritasShow.com. And I'm going to start something new so that we can all interact even more. You all know we have a chat room that becomes active on the weekends. You know we're on Facebook. And you know we have the Manticore, our forum. Every week from now on, I will post a question to all of you. And instead of getting an email, which excludes everyone else, I'll ask a question here, And then I would like to see your response on the Manticore Forum. And this week's question is... If extraterrestrial disclosure were to occur tomorrow, and by that I mean your president, prime minister, king, wherever you live and he or she would formally acknowledge the extraterrestrial presence here on Earth, how would you handle it? And how would your life change? I want as many details as possible. Again, just go to our website and click on forum, or just go to manticore.com. And now, get ready to spend a night with a true international journalist who has spent decades... Investigating and interviewing the most important figures in the international UFO community. Paula Harris will be with us after a short break. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to the Veritas show. Don't go anywhere.
1: I'm Steve Bassett, the Executive Director of Paradigm Research Group. The government's not telling you the truth about the ET presence if you don't already know that. This is real. This is transcendent. And with your help, we can bring about the disclosure event where the United States government finally admits to this ET presence and lets us all in on what's easily the most extraordinary transition in event human history. We need to do this now because the world's not getting a nicer place to live. Things are not getting better, they're getting worse. Part of the reason is, too many important things are being withheld from the people of the world, about the world they live in. So they can make decisions about their nation, about their religion, about their actions. What do they want to do with their lives? Do they want to, do they want to hate, do they want to kill, or do they want to, to take this planet forward, solve the environment, and maybe even enter a galactic community? Think about this. You could be part of the most profound, and extraordinary moment in history, but first you've got to get informed. Thanks.
2: This is Stanton Friedman, and you're listening to The Veritas Show.
0: Paula Lepizzi-Harris is an Italo-American photojournalist an investigative reporter in the field of extraterrestrial-related phenomena research. She's also a widely published freelance writer, especially in Europe. She has studied extraterrestrial-related phenomena since 1979 and is on personal terms with many of the leading researchers in the field. From 1980 to 1986, she assisted Dr. J. Allen Hynek with his UFO investigations and has interviewed many top military witnesses concerning their involvement in the government truth embargo. She's a longtime collaborator with Dr. Roberto Pinotti, director of the Centro Ufologico Nazionale (C.U.N.). In 1997, she met and interviewed the late Colonel Philip J. Corso in Roswell, New Mexico, and became a personal friend and confidant. She was instrumental in having his book *The Day After Roswell*, for which she wrote the preface, translated into Italian. She consequently brought Colonel Corso to Italy for the editorial group Futuro, publisher of Il Giorno dopo Roswell, and Corso was present for many TV appearances and two conferences. She returned to Roswell in the summer of 2003 for the American debut of her book, Connecting the Dots, Making Sense of the UFO Phenomena. She also has a new book out, recently released at the X Conference, called Exopolitics, All the Above. And once again, directly from Boulder, Colorado, the Switzerland of the United States, Paula Harris. Hello, Paula, and welcome back to The Veritas Show, this time for a full show. How are you?
2: Good, Mal. How are you?
0: Outstanding. The last time you were with us, it was only for a few minutes, and uh, you had helped me get in touch with Dr. Edgar Mitchell, who's on every TV channel in the last couple of days. So this is actually your maiden voyage with us, Right.
2: Yeah, it is, but um, you are very important in our disclosure situation because I played the uh, intro to the Veritas show at the oh. conference. So, they, you know, the Veritas show with all of your disclosure people plus you, and thank you very much, was my first part of my presentation.
0: Well, thank you. That was an honor. Paula, there's so much to talk about. So much happened in the past few days. Ex Conference, front-page news about the National Press Club Conference, Washington Post, National Press Club covered in CNN. Dr. Mitchell saying once again that we're not alone and that the government needs to stop the, quote-unquote, the saucer secret. But before we get into all of this and your new book, ExoPolitics, All the Above... Let's do what we always do on this show when we have anyone joining us for the first time. Tell us about yourself, your background, and what happened along the way. It seems that, to most our past guests, something happened along the way that put them where they're today. And most of the time, it's not expected. So, share your story with us.
2: Well, it's a very easy story. I don't think people pick to study this material. I don't think people pick uh, to be in this field, because it isn't easy. When I was uh, a young housewife in my 30s, I saw the, uh, the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and I had just received a degree in teaching, and seeing Close Encounters, I had an emotional reaction to the film, especially the very last part where the um, researcher who was supposed to represent Jacques Vallée um Francois Truffaut, the director, who played the role, uh, had this very respectful encounter with these beings. And so uh, watching it just unconsciously, uh, I, you know, I got very emotional and began to cry. And I was teaching science fiction in high school at the same time and had read that uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek the astronomer was the consultant for this film, and that he had a center for UFO studies in Evanston, Illinois. And as coincidence would have it, I went to a wedding in Evanston, Illinois, and decided to drop by the Center for UFO Studies. And this is about 1980. And so what happened was that uh, when I walked in, there he was, the gentleman with the uh, white beard and the and the pipe, came around. Pipe. From, yeah, yes. I came from around the corner and. You know, asked me a lot of questions and found out that I did know Italian and many languages and asked me if I would translate the sightings in Europe. So I said, sure. And then we became good friends. He came to Boulder, Colorado, where I lived. And then we went on vacation together, he and his wife and uh, me and my boyfriend at that time. So in my book, my first book, Connecting the Dots, I talk about meeting Heineck. And, Mel, the important thing about that is that from the very beginning, this was real. It wasn't if I believed or not, because, as you know, Dr. Jalen Heineck was the director of Project Blue Book under the Air Force program. So he's an astronomer. He has real cases. He's researching in the best way. And I knew that this was not a joke. It was real.
0: You're known, Paula, for your accurate word-for-word interviews. Do you include interviews in your new book, All the Above? And and tell us how you came up with the All the Above title.
2: Well, First of all, I have to do word for word interviews. I forget what people tell me i i in fact, even in Washington, I did four interviews, and everybody saw me with a tape recorder in hand. How can you remember, especially you have when, to. You know, when somebody's confessing that they were involved, you know if I get it wrong it 's major. i can 't get this wrong at all. So the thing is, is starting from um, my first book, Connecting the Dots and my second one, Exopolitics. How do you speak to a ball of light? It's laced with interviews. This one here uh, has interviews with Richard Hoagland on the, his um, uh, on his new book Dark Mission. It has Grant Cameron talking about the presidential involvement. It has Larry Warren. I met him in, a, in a Glastonbury, England, in person and. He talked to me for a long time about the Rendlesham Forest case. I didn't realize he saw beings, and the beings were right there, and they were being filmed by the government. So I my... didn't know that. Yeah. Well,
0: I, 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 know, I know they saw the ship, and, and, and some of the military personnel even touched it, but I didn't know about the beings.
2: Yeah, there were beings, and he said... Uh, it's, it's in the new book because he said he went into the forest with a group of people, even names them, and he looked over and here it not only had the ship landed, I, he said the military were ready with cameras and were interacting with these beings that were floating. He called them, uh, they look like children in snowsuits. Uh, he describes them in this interview, and I was just blown away because he was there. You know, he watched this. And then I have an interview with Kathleen Martin, who is the niece of Betty Hill, who tells me so many interesting things. Jim Sparks, J.J. Hertak, and Clifford Stone. And Clifford Stone's interview in my new book, finally I ask him, who was in the crash that he retrieved? In other words, he did eight crash retrievals. I was always wondering if they were the same beings, if they were different beings. And in this last interview I did with him, he tells me. Oh. Yeah, so is the it, thing is, yeah, I'm just curious about it because, you know, Clifford Stone's in all my books, and I've seen him so many times and interviewed him so many times, but I've always wanted to ask him, you know, how many beings, how many different kinds did you see in those crafts? I didn't even realize until he told me that some of these craft are vectored down. Some of them that are in trouble uh, are vectored down by the government. They, they say they're coming so that they won't get shot at. And they're vectored down, and when they land, it's not really a crash, it's like they're in trouble. And who's in them? Uh, you, you know, know
0: I, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm, I always think when, when that happens, you're saying they're vectored down. But I, just imagine if you had to traverse, if, if by conventional wisdom, let's say they come from another solar system with different types of propulsion, and it takes years for them to get here. Isn't it pathetic to be vectored down by a civilization like ours that has... A technology that we can consider to be antiquity?
2: Yeah, it, it's sad. Uh, it's, it, it, yeah, but the fact that, that there is communication is what blows me away. That w- when this gets unraveled, Mel, when this whole ball of wool gets unraveled, there will be so many secrets that come out. People will not believe it. It's been going on for a long time, including having real communication with beings uh, and us knowing nothing about it. having uh, And this is the part that interests me, because the craft, okay, we got 50 million craft flying around all over the planet, whatever. We have a lot of craft that are unidentified. But I've always been curious if there was communication with who was in them.
0: Who do you believe is communicating with them, and through what kind of language?
2: Well, it would have to be, uh, I live in Colorado. It would definitely have to be partially connected with NORAD. Because they know everything that 's in the skies, they know exactly what 's following the shuttle in. I mean one of the things I wanted to show in Washington is I have only two thousand and nine film footage it 's on youtube of the uh, of the craft that are following the shuttle, and as it 's landing, you see the UFO right there in in the air. you see the UFO right next to the international space station it 's right. whatever is there, and this is just two thousand and nine footage on YouTube. Is is around, so you know we'd be stupid to think that that somebody wasn't communicating with them. We we'd by the be way, Paula,
0: I thought that NASA had said that those were ice particles being ejected from the boosters.
2: I think that's an old story. I don't think that'll hold up anymore.
0: <laughs> I, I think they <laughs> changed to story. a different word now.
2: <laughs> now they're just like the footage is on YouTube which is mind blowing. They they actually pull the uh the video off and then you the video goes straight to the, the control center at NASA and here's the engineers watching the UFOs. So <laughs> they're going, like, Okay, well, you know, what is that thing? You know, everybody's going, What is that thing? I think one of the problems with NASA is They're at the what-is-that-thing stage, and they can't tell you what it is. Neither can I tell you what it is. Uh, That's why the title, All of the Above.
0: (laughs) It covers it all. One member of the audience sent an email a couple of weeks ago, which I found very interesting, talking about STS-75 and some of the other space shuttle missions, where we usually hear a woman talk as if if she were in some kind of trance or mind control. Have you noticed that?
2: yeah also, I think they've just been briefed. I because mean, how can you predict what's gonna be on the screen? You know that's why you know I think there's even part of me that thinks, well you know when they when you do your moon missions live, you gotta have plan b in case something right. strange <laughs> goes into into the you know into the into the frame you gotta plan b, you know let's pull away, just you know do something else, get distracted you know and what and you know this is part of the exciting part, Mel, I'll tell you that. I don't know if you heard this, but um, Richard Branson and Bert Rutan, Bert Rutan that sent up the White Knight some time ago, and Richard Branson, the president of Virgin Virgin Records, uh, sure. they're, yeah, they're doing the spaceport in in, uh, in near Roswell. It's near Roswell. It's near. Trin-
3: Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more.